0: Hey folks, and welcome into week one of the 615 Preps podcast for the 2020 season. Alongside Scott Burton, I'm Chris Brooks, and man, I'm telling you, I'm ready for football, and thank God it's here.
1: Oh my gosh. Been waiting all year for this.
0: Yeah, and waiting through a pandemic and you know, a lot of uncertainty in the offseason and week one is actually here i didn't know i didn't think we'd see this
1: honestly i didn't either i I was really really surprised uh first when they decided uh that it was a go and two that it has survived when we've seen so many other professional sports uh other states that have hesitated called off um really really surprising uh it's going to be an interesting experiment to see how it goes, and hopefully everything goes well.
0: I think you hit it on the head. It's, it is going to be an experiment for a lot of states to see what it can do, what, how it can work in this kind of environment.
1: Yeah. And I
0: mean, the protocols that a lot of schools are putting in place, we'll actually kind of get to some of those here here in a minute, but just the work that everybody's done to make this happen is, is beyond anything we could have imagined.
1: Yeah, it, it really uh, – starts with the TSSAA. Yep. It, it starts with their communication to the coaches. Uh, the coaches uh, and the administrators working together to build a s- as safe as possible environment um, to to make it uh, parents as comfortable as they could be with their kids being out there. Um, there's just a, you know, amongst all this uncertainty is the faith and uh, belief that we've got to fight through it and uh, we got to let these kids you know have their have their time. Yeah. So hopefully hopefully that all pays off.
0: Yeah. TWA catches a lot of flack at times for some of the things they do, but in this situation they do deserve credit for trying to make this happen because it's been it's been a rough spring for for a lot of kids.
1: Yeah, it really has and I think that the 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 decisive nature of which they Went, that that went a long way because there were other people that were wavering this way or the other. Um, they took everything into account and they just did the best they could and made a decision, which was the big thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so here we are. We're ready for week one. Uh, we'll get to some of the top games in the area later on in who you got. Our spotlight game of the week this week is Stewart's Creek at Mount Juliet. We'll talk to both head coaches tonight in this episode and – Hopefully, you know once we get to week one, it's just be about football again.
1: Absolutely. I mean, isn't that what we all
0: want?
1: <laughs> it's some semblance of normalcy yeah in a in a sea of uncertainty.
0: although it is gonna look different in some places and kind of hearing a, a few things from schools about the guidelines that are going to have to happen on game nights and as far as tickets are concerned. Hearing a lot of places are not selling tickets at the gate, so you have to get them in advance, get them online, get them at the school beforehand. So it's causing it's causing some confusion, it's causing some a little bit of angst. But I think you know patience has to be has to win out.
1: Yeah, and and it really uh, there's also some some schools that have had to make changes. You know, we're nothing is certain. You know, just make sure that you. Understand that uh, you know, as a supporter of high school football, that you're doing your due diligence. You're you know finding out what the school rules are, what those, uh, what you what you're uh, permitted to do, um, how to get tickets, and you know because things change. Things change on a dime. I mean we we've seen that. Uh, But the main thing that you know, just from a personal standpoint, that I can that I would request of everybody is just understand that this is an unusual time. Be patient. Yeah. Um, you know, we all want the same thing and, and just make it as easy on the, the people that are trying to do their best to do their job, to do their job for the kids. Absolutely.
0: And that, that's, that's who it's all about.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. That's, that's who it's all about. And, uh, just finding out where you can find tickets early is really the key because with limited capacity, games are selling out at a, at a rapid rate and either get them early or if you're forced to stay at home, you'll be able to probably watch them streaming somewhere or you guys can follow us at 615preps and we'll, we'll show what's going on. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. And and, and you're going to run into issues, especially if you're the home team. So if you're traveling, yeah. make sure because what we're finding uh, early is that a lot of these games – the ticket allotments for the uh, visiting team is selling out. And then the, the home team, they go on sale at the, you know, wherever they're going on sale. And you have people trying to get them from the other school, and it's creating some confusion, some issues. So, again, patience and uh, understanding.
0: And we'll see that first at Rockvale on Thursday night. Uh, we'll be out there for that one and kind of seeing that plan in place early to, to kind of get a feel of what it's like. In, in in that environment.
1: Yeah, looking at the uh, it's under 24 hours, Chris.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Well, <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm ready for it.
1: Yeah, we, you well, you know, we'll put uh you know, put cleats under our pillows and hope with <laughs> the football fair. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I had no idea where I was going with that.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was wondering. I was wondering too, but a uh, couple other news items coming this week. Uh Franklin has a new nickname. Now, the team not, the team formerly known as the Rebels will now be known as the Admirals going forward.
1: Okay. You said Franklin. I, I wouldn't, didn't know if it was going to be like the, the bills, like the $100 bills, Franklin, or, <laughs> or whether it's going to be like Franklin from Charlie Brown.
0: <laughs> I mean, hey, you know, $100 bills, but we'll take some of those. Yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs>
0: it, uh, it, was voted, it was voted on this week. Uh, they went down to three names. The Admirals beat out the Longhorns and the Firehawks. As other options.
1: Well, of those three, they, they made the correct choice.
0: I think so too. And I a lot of, a lot of feedback on social media is pretty underwhelming.
1: Well, you're going to have the people that didn't, that resist change regardless. And then you have the other ones that want that big, sexy name. Yeah. Um, but I mean, uh, it, I mean, the admirals, you know, aren't, there, there aren't that many. What's the, what, what is, uh, is your understanding of the reasoning behind that name?
0: What I've, been able to gather it's basically because Franklin was the first high school in Williamson County so they consider themselves the flagship school and flagship Admiral kind of yeah uh, you're I, gonna I break think your
1: arm trying to reach I, there I yeah
0: I, I do I, I agree with that I mean yeah.
1: I mean I, I mean if you want to go with flagship then I could have seen the cutlasses or the or you know make it about a ship you know Admiral yeah but again as names go, they are a lot
0: worse. There are there are a lot worse. There are a lot worse. I will grant you that, but uh, that's the, that's going to be the name going forward. They're working on the logos and, and whatever things they have to do to to finish that up, and I, that should be released soon.
1: I, I will say this: at least they were decisive enough not to be known as the Franklin Football Club.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Talk that. about a cop out. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, I'm looking at you, Washington.
0: Yeah, right, exactly. So the Franklin Admirals going forward, and uh, that'll be something to get used to, but we'll, we'll hopefully see some logos and stuff pretty soon.
1: Speaking of logos, Chris. Oh. Speaking of logos.
0: All right, talk to me. Do we not have a, a
1: logo to announce?
0: We do. We do, and that's the uh, Player of the Week Award, brought to you by our friends at Citizens Bank, with three locations in Hartsville, Gouts and, and Hendersonville, Want to thank them for coming on board and sponsoring this. We've got some nice, we got some nice awards to get out to our players of the week during the season, which we will unveil once we get them in. Hopefully, within the next few days.
1: Trust me, they look nice. You're gonna, they're gonna be. If you can see me, I'm doing the cousin Eddie. Okay, class. They they do look nice. We're gonna be proud to be able to award these, and we are so so thankful for Citizens Bank uh, partnering with us to uh, allow us to do this.
0: Yeah, Visit them online at CB10.com. That's com for more information. Again, thanks to Citizens Bank for helping us with our Player of the Week awards. And when we come back, we'll start talking about our game of the week, which is Stewart's Creek and Mount Juliet. First up, we'll have Stewart's Creek coach Ben Caldell. That's coming up next on the 615 Preps Podcast. Stay with us. Hey, folks. If you want to support high school football coverage all across Middle Tennessee, let 615preps help. We have sponsorship opportunities for the 2020 season to suit all needs and budgets. For more information, shoot us an email at 615preps at gmail.com. That's 615preps at gmail.com. 615preps, Friday night's finest play here. Back here at the 615 Preps Podcast. Got Stewart's Creek Head Coach Ben Caudill on the phone with me. Uh, Coach, how are you, man? Appreciate you coming on with us.
2: Really good, really good. Excited to play tomorrow night, and uh, thanks for having me on.
0: You know, it's been a wild offseason, an interesting offseason, I know for you personally, taking over as head coach after being a defensive coordinator. But you have been in this matchup before, so do you kind of call on that familiarity when you enter – game against Mount Juliet knowing that you've seen them before
2: you know I think Mount Juliet you know having gone up against them a few times uh you know every team they have has very similar you know characteristics you know regardless of what they're doing you know offensively or defensively and you know last year we were barely hanging on there uh in the first half and the game almost got away from us there pretty quickly but we were able to really just get to halftime um and uh you know, pulled out a few uh, plays there in the second half. And, you know, uh, anyways, I think that they definitely kind of hit their stride uh, later in the year and, and were playing really, really good football there later in the season. Um, and I want to say their their playoff game against Oakland was something like 3 nothing at halftime. Um, so, you know, I think, uh, you know, last year, that first game, I mean, it's, it's two totally different teams, um, you know, uh, different schemes, certainly offensively, I think, on both sides of the ball is, is what we're probably both expecting. Uh, but, but you know, that was uh, definitely an exciting game last year, and, uh, you know, Coach Perry definitely has a, another good squad coming back.
0: You know, they kind of uh, – they haven't forgotten that game from last year. How do you kind of guard against them bringing a little bit more heat after being upset like that last year? Or is there anything you can do to kind of guard against that?
2: Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I I think, you know, for me and our team, you know, last last year that game was, you know, part of last year's season and last year's team, and it was a great memory. Uh, you know, certainly one I think that we, we really surprised, uh, you know, uh, a lot of people uh, with that game. Um, you know, but, but I mean, it, it, it's that's what it is right now at this point. I mean, this team, it's, it's uh, a part of the memory bank of last season, and we certainly have, have had our hands full, you know, getting ready, for this season, given everything going on, it's really not something that we've, you know, charged our guys up with or anything like that. Mm-hmm. We've we've certainly had enough of uh, enough challenges just getting to this point, uh, you know, through the off season with everything going on. But for, uh, for sure. Uh, anyways, yeah, it'll be it'll be fun to uh, square off against and Obviously, Mount Juliet's a really tough place to play. You know, everybody uh, knows that. They're really tough at home, and it's going to be a huge challenge for us.
0: Obviously not to beat a dead horse, but with this offseason being as challenging as it is, how how much of a transition was it for you going from defensive coordinator to head coach in an offseason where you didn't have spring practice or anything really in the summer?
2: You know, I, I'm really thankful that I was able to, you know, be in the school building last year. You know, the day I was hired, I knew every day, uh, name on the roster I didn't have to introduce myself to anybody and uh in the school you know which was nice you know we've been able to you know move some guys you know from defense to offense and vice versa just you know having some familiarity with with uh you know our team uh you know we had six weeks there to you know kind of get an off season going uh you know from a strength standpoint and you know fundraising all those types of things uh you know so you know football component aside you know there's just some familiarity with having some coaches from last year's team back, but at the same time, a a lot of transition, you know, we've been able to hire seven coaches, uh, you know, three, uh, three of which are volunteers, Uh, you know, so I guess about nine coaches, including, you know, the volunteers we've had, Uh, you know, so still a lot of transition, Uh, you know, coming back from the quarantine on June 1st, we had a lot of coaches just, you know, they'd never really seen uh, players uh, here at Stewart's Creek face to face. So, you know, th- those have been challenges, but in some ways it's been a pretty smooth transition just just with, with me having been here, uh, you know, and that type of thing. So hopefully it's been one that, that our players, uh, you know, uh, feel like has gone pretty smoothly.
0: And you've had to deal with, you know, several graduations of starters too. So finding guys to start for you on a Friday night, how, how have you guys been able to do that
2: with, with a limited time to evaluate? You know, I, I I think that's a good question, and and obviously last year's team we we graduated a lot of experience and a lot of leadership. Um, you know, and and I, and I think what we lack in, in experience coming back, uh, you know, we're we're replacing 11 starters on defense. We, we do not lack in facing leadership. We we have some great uh, young men throughout our roster on both sides of the ball, and you know, whatever. Uh, you know, challenging times like this that we've been in hit, you know, you, you lean on your leaders or your football team, you know, uh, uh, that's a sign of sign of a team that, that is committed to each other and, and committed to, you know, uh, what the coaches are trying to sell and, and the brand that we're trying to play with, um, you know, so to me, you know, graduating experience is one thing, graduating leadership, it, it certainly goes with that, but, but luckily we've got some young men on our team that have made that part of it uh, a little bit easier for us as coaches.
0: Who amongst that group has really stepped up for you to be one of those leaders? Is there anybody that's kind of come out of nowhere and surprised you, or, or were there kids that you expected to just kind of naturally fill those roles?
2: You know, honestly, it's hard for me to you know pinpoint one. I think there's several. You know, you've got a you know senior defensive lineman. You know, we've got we've got three up front that that just uh, are just phenomenal people. You know, apart from football, they're just they're just incredible young men. We've got Hayden Davis. Uh, up front, a senior leader, uh, you know, as good as they come. Blake Bachman, uh, Jamison Wilson is another who has just taken, you know, incredible strides uh, since since this time last year. He was a rotator last year and just really kind of stepped up on the defensive end. You know, we've got Michael Clinton who played at times last year in certain scenarios, uh, but is certainly going to take much more of an expanded role on defense as a as a senior. And then offensively, you know, we've got some guys that, uh, you know, a little bit more experience returning, you know, on that side of the ball. You know, up front, Outton Anthony is a, a senior offensive lineman with a 30-plus ACT. Uh, just, just you know, really plays hard every snap. Really proud of him. Uh, Jalen Moore uh, also uh, is, a re- is a receiver that's returning for us. Uh, definitely uh, just, just one of those guys that you can depend on having, you know, kind of been in some big moments in varsity games. And then obviously, you know, uh, our quarterback, uh, Alex Crank, is a guy who has played a lot of varsity snaps at several positions. Um, and, and having a senior return in that quarterback uh, is definitely one, you know, from a leadership standpoint that is going to guide us as a team as well.
0: I know that you guys are opening on the road, but let's talk about when you guys will have home games. Uh, have What kind of changes do you do you anticipate being made as far as protocol for fans going to the games when you guys are home?
2: Definitely a lot of changes to say the least. Um, Some of which, you know, we're in control of uh, most of which uh, are not, you know, I think that we're going to be allowed somewhere around 1500 tickets. And I think as of right now, uh, obviously this is, this is changing by the day uh, as as different information comes in, but we're going to get somewhere over a thousand tickets for, for our home fans and and the rest will go to uh, the visiting team and, our uh, home faculty uh, any any Rutherford County employee I believe not just a Stewarts Creek uh, high school employee I think will will be able to get in and not count towards that gate mm-hmm. and and they will have to sit on the track is my understanding right now and then obviously you know anybody that's that's family of, of coaching staff any pass list type thing is also going to be able to get in and not count against the gate so you know I, that's definitely something that I think every coach is, is considering right now given, you know some of these gates that we have, you know, really, really kind of float uh, some some things that we need to buy in the off season, uh, you know, and so with the restrictions with with the gates and also concession stands, those are two, you know, pretty big deals that coaches I think are looking at right now. But I think bigger picture than that, just given, given the opportunity that that you know our young men have to play in this environment, this is something that was almost taken from them, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know even some schools right now certainly. You know, it's still taken from them. And uh, so anyways, as a coach, I don't want to dwell on that. I want to dwell on, you know, the opportunity that we have. And, yep. and certainly we don't take that for granted at this point. Yeah. I know I've
0: heard of some teams that are moving senior night up in the schedule to early in the year. Have you guys considered that?
2: We definitely have. It's it's really funny you say that. Uh, I think that that is definitely something that we haven't decided yet, but has certainly uh, been something that I have thought of. You know, we have our bye actually the second week of the season Mm -hmm. uh this time next week we'll be in our bye and that is definitely something that I'm looking at adjusting uh you know and and obviously that decision is yet to be made but it's certainly something that we're going to look at
0: talk back to Friday for just a second you know what do you ultimately want to see out of your kids Friday night other than a horse winning but I mean what's the biggest things you're looking for from this team right now
2: know I think anytime you know you open up a game on the road you know you're you're going to find out where your team is not just from a fundamental and schematic standpoint but just just from a team standpoint you know there's going to be tough moments uh as there are in any game you know how are we going to respond to that you know as of this point uh we've only been able to be obviously on our practice field and our game field uh never gotten on the bus you know never had a you know a pre-game meal this team hasn't and so you know, there, you know, there's enough challenges as it is just playing at Mount Juliet, you know, the teams that they've, you know, put out there on a year-by-year uh, basis, you know, and much less playing, you know, at Mount Juliet, you know, in this environment with, without any scrimmages or anything. You know, I'm, I'm definitely excited to see how our team responds to that. It's definitely going to be a huge challenge.
0: Yeah, we're well, looking forward to it. We're looking forward to seeing your kids and, and seeing how they come out of the gate this year. And uh, I know it's different, but uh, at least we've got it.
2: Absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm really thankful. Uh, I know that, you know, this has been a really challenging time for, for coaches, especially in other counties that maybe haven't been uh, given the green light yet. But certainly on, on our end, we've been very blessed. And, and being able to say that that Stewart's Creek as of right now is going to be able to play 10 football games is definitely a major accomplishment, something that we're excited about.
0: Yeah, for sure. Coach, listen, appreciate you coming on and giving us some time this week. Good luck Friday at Mount Julian, and we'll talk down the line at some point.
2: Hey, that sounds good. Thanks for all y'all do for uh, high school football in the area and uh, appreciate you having me on.
0: Definitely appreciate that. Uh, Ben Caldell Stewart's pre head coach joining us on the podcast. After the break, we get Mount Juliet head coach Trey Perry. This is the 615 Preps podcast. Stay with us. Welcome back to the 615 Preps podcast. Got Mount Juliet head coach Trey Perry with us, coach. Glad you could join us and uh, hey, happy game week.
3: Man, it's just—it's exciting. Thanks for having me, first of all.
0: Yeah,
3: it's exciting, and uh, you know we've—we've we've talked about it for the last couple of weeks. We had a bad session one one time. I hadn't had many of those. It's been a really good camp. We had a bad session re- recently, and we stopped practice. And I just said, guys, I want you to think about something for a second. We did not think two or three weeks ago that we'd even be here. And I said, and nothing's guaranteed. So we need to, every day, especially during game week, every day we need to practice like we're thankful because we should be.
0: And that kind of sounds surprising considering as many seniors as you've got. Were you shocked that you kind of had a bad practice like that?
3: Well, I should clarify. It was more of a session. Ah. And also, I would, I would say that, and I've, I've even talked to my coaches and my leadership council a little bit about this. I've probably scrutinized more because of that. Uh, there's a lot of expectation with yep. this class, but by and large, they have been tremendous. And so have our parents. You know, everybody's asked me, how's this all work? And my response continues to be because I think kids really did. You know, we, we talk about COVID and, and the effects and, and there's obviously there's merit to it. But I worry about and a lot of these coaches, you hear us talking about mental health and those kind of things. I don't know enough to be qualified to make a, uh, an evaluation on that, but I can tell you this. They want to be out of the house, and they are excited about you know being able to, to play a football
0: game. Yeah, when I was out there a couple weeks ago, they, they seemed like a spirited bunch, and I know they've got to be ready to try to avenge the loss from week one last year when you guys were upset by Stewart's Creek. Uh, has that kind of played into their minds a little bit? Have they kind of remembered that loss?
3: I bet y'all really like the coaches that are cliche and say, no, you know, we don't think about that kind of stuff. You know, that ain't me. Uh, And, yes, I mean, if you're a competitor, of course it does. Uh, We came into a situation last year, and don't get me wrong, they were a really good football team. They had 35 seniors, I think, and uh, Coach Caldwell at the time was calling their defense. They were very strong, had two great safeties, number one kicker in the country still with them. Uh, in the junior class, and, you know, just a really solid football team that won nine games. We didn't help ourselves any. We had a drive in the second quarter where we fumbled the football on the one-inch line and, and it go, to go up 14 to nothing, and they re, and instead recovered it and marched 99 yards. And uh, even though we know they're not going to be in that offensive scheme uh, this year, or we feel pretty confident they're not going to be. That had to be a part of our film study. We had to remind our guys that that was – Sort of the defining moment in that football game.
1: Yeah. Now, coach, uh, when you, with a shortened uh, the shortened preparation time, what do you do to try to avoid the mistakes that you would get uh, that you know you don't have a whole lot of time to do a lot of quality control?
3: So what we tried to do is uh, I've heard this phrase, and this is not mine, but I'm going to steal it. Is create some chaos. Uh, and and what we do is every day in practice, we don't wait for scrimmages for this, and because our offense has got uh, tempo to it, we're able to do this pretty quickly, but we do a sudden change period in our practice. Every day we're in pads, and the idea behind it is to create some of that chaos. For instance, you don't worry as much about a senior group that can get together and run a set of plays or a defense and a coverage. What you're worried about is how do, do they remember how to respond to a penalty? Because we haven't had officials this fall they had, mm. or spring. You know, they haven't had that. Uh, how do they respond to a turnover? Uh, what's our two-minute offense look like? What's our four-minute offense look like? How are how are we doing on special teams as far as schematics go, and and all of those things that that are critical factors in games like this one, where you've got two good six A football programs playing each other, and usually in a scrimmage you have that almost that failure where you're able to make the next right decision and it's and it's something that you can get over. We don't have that luxury. we got to go.
0: Now that you bring that up, when you think about maybe like the first 8, 10, 12 minutes of the game Friday, do you kind of sense it might be more of a feeling out period than usual or could it be full bore right out of the gate?
3: I, I don't know. I, I, it is my honest answer. I think I, I know what I want our guys to do and, I, and we've talked about this and I think I'll continue to do it. I, I think this group plays better when we cut it loose and I would rather them play that way. Um, I, I feel like they're pretty experienced as far as that goes and I, you know but I, but I don't know. I, I, you know I, I don't know enough. I'll tell you this. I just got uh, done doing another show, and, and and I made mention of this when I asked the question. What's been the most frustrating thing to me, just from a football standpoint, is the lack of film study. Mm. It's driving me crazy. <laughs> uh, not having opponents' film is just—I mean, I've been in coaching now going on uh, 18 years, and I've never experienced it. You know, and so it's uh, it's it's different. It's an adjustment. I I told Chuck Gentry was that the thing I was just at. We played Lebanon after our bye week, and I said, can we please trade with each other on Saturday so I can quit watching us? <laughs> he agreed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, well, Coach, uh, Sears Creek has a pretty stout defensive front. Uh, and you have a pretty big, uh, hef- uh, hefty offensive line. Um, I can't help but think that this thing is going to be, a lot of this game is going to be decided in the trenches.
3: How do you but feel about always- that? Yeah, they always are, and and, and and I don't mean just in 6A, but, but you see you that sort of kind of create a tone for the game. I do feel good uh, about what we have up front where there's some continuity there, uh, and, and you're right. I mean, Stewart's Creek, listen, you know, they graduated 35 seniors, but he's got 90 varsity players on this roster, and that's more than I've got. There's got to be depth there, some kids that's got an experience, and, you know, I feel like, too, when you're talking about what we're doing up front, it goes back to what I was kind of alluding to earlier. Um, assignments I'm not as worried about. It's just a, a guy trying to make an extra effort play and reaching out and grabbing a jersey and getting away from him, you know, and then we're starting in first and 20. Uh, those are the kind of things that, that, that probably, you know, if we can cut down on those, I think that'll help our efficiency tremendously. What uh,
0: What kind of – things can fans suspect expect when they get to the stadium Friday night that you've been told.
3: All right. so as far as procedurally, uh, we're gonna open our gates at five fifteen. We put a thousand tickets on GoFan on Monday. I was told within eighteen hours we sold six hundred of those thousand and I would assume that the last of those tickets are being gobbled up now. However, because of what we are allowed in, we can add two hundred to that if that were to happen tomorrow. Uh, so any available tickets online can be bought. And then we're going to have a very, very limited amount at the gate. And honestly, we're only doing that because we figure there might be elderly person or somebody like that that doesn't really understand how to work the GoFan thing. And, but honestly, I, I would think that they're probably going to run out pretty quick. Um, and uh, when that happens, we're going to have to put sold-out signs and, you know, Worst thing ever is having to turn people away, but we're also glad we're getting TV broadcast at least because that's yeah. the way people can still watch the game. We've got stations set up for temperature checks and uh, social distancing and lines. Uh, we've, got a, we've got a great sign person that uh, blew up that TSSAA symptoms list. It's real big at our entrance and several other places. Our PA announcer is going to do a good job of reminding people. And, you know, you balance that side of it, but on the other side of it, you still want people to have a good, fun experience. And I, I kind of challenged our guys and said, look, I mean, you know, what we're hearing about college and NFL and the uncertainty of having fans in those places, let's be proactive. And when we play a football game Friday night, what we can control, let's control it and let's show people that you can play football safely again. Yeah.
0: Well, another question that, I've kind of thought about this week is some teams are going and having senior night early in the schedule. Have you guys thought about that?
3: I like the idea of it. I, you know, we didn't, we didn't give initial thought to it, but uh, it's something that, you know, we, we should consider. Uh, you know, it, it had to kind of work out with our dates and, and those kind of things. And you have to kind of think about, too, like we've got a pretty transient community, so I couldn't really spring it on them early because you might have people that are out of town that are wanting to try to get in to see that game. It might be the only game that they can come see. Right. But barring anything like that, it might be something that we, we look at.
0: Yeah. Well, Biggest thing that you want to see out of your team Friday night, given everything that's happened this offseason, what's the most important thing for you in Game 1?
3: I think the biggest thing for us is, you know, we're going to play. I like our depths and we're going to play some people. And I want to be right about these, these role players that are coming in. There's a certain group that I'm worried about from the standpoint of of them being able to play under the lights on Friday night. But, you know, there's other people that no matter what you do in practice, you know, it's going to look different on on Friday night when there's another color uniform across the way and officials are out there and the fans are there. And uh, I just want to see us kind of remain poised. But I want us to play with emotion. Um, and, I, you know, I feel like if we do those things, you know, we're going to give ourselves a, a good opportunity to win the football game. But then again, you know, the safety thing comes into it. And I want to get out of there healthy. I mean, you know, as, as bad as we want to win, uh, the games we have coming up regionally obviously are, are more important. And I think Stewart's Creek would say the same. All
0: right. Yep. Well, Coach, appreciate you coming on with us. Uh, I know we'll see you guys Friday night, and good luck to you. And uh, hopefully it'll be a good, fun, safe game and a good one for TV as well.
3: Well, listen, we're excited to host you guys. We're excited to host uh, Stewart's Creek and My TV 30 And uh, I just want real quick here before I go, just say thanks for what you guys have done, not just for high school football in general, but the mid-state area. I think it's something that's been desperately needed. And you're filling that void, and you did it at the right time. And I hope these people kind of hang on, and, uh, and your, your, your thing continues to grow. And anything we can do to help out, let us know we're there.
0: Well, you're kind to say so. Yeah, we certainly appreciate that, Trey. Thank you very much. And uh, like I said, all the best. And I know we'll see you Friday night, and we'll, we'll talk to you soon. So that's Head Coach Trey Perry from Mount Juliet. We're back after this on the 615 Preps Podcast. Back here on the 615 Preps Podcast, let's get into some of the top games this week. Scott? for who you got?
1: Let's do it, man!
0: Now, on the last episode of our preview series, you kind of singled me out for your victory last season. So Wait, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead and I, gloat. Go ahead and gloat. I, 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 I singled you out. You're the only other person here. Yeah, but I wasn't the only other person competing against you. So that's
1: right. And all, all I said was defend my title. Uh-huh. I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't even look in your direction.
0: Yes, you did. Don't <laughs> lie to me. Don't lie to me.
1: I was not. I was looking at your wonderful collection of pop figures. There.
0: Right. Okay. I was
1: saying it to Dwight Schrute.
0: Hey. He's been staring at me the whole night. Hey, Dwight never forgets, all right? <laughs> That's
1: what I hear.
0: Okay. So, without further ado, let's dive into some of the top games. Now, I one to start out with that actually just came together this week. Beach was supposed to be at home against Jackson Northside. That game got scrapped. They're now headed to East Tennessee to play the Powell Panthers.
1: Yeah, this is going to be an a interesting game. I, I mean, if you're Beach, you, know, you were lucky to get this game. Um, I, I honestly don't know how this is going to affect uh, affect Beach, but truthfully,
0: Beach has got a
1: pretty good team this year.
0: Oh, yeah, and that's and no question. It's, it's what they have almost every year under Anthony Crabtree. My question going to be: It's going to be a long bus ride. They don't have film on Powell. Actually, well, nobody has film on anybody. Like Trey Perry just told us a little right. bit ago. But yeah.
1: uh, but the, on the other side, they don't have film of you either. So the,
0: these games this week are going to be largely a crapshoot. Week one usually is, but at least you have film to prepare. These these teams really don't. So I don't know. This is a tough game to pick for me just because of the unknowns.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not familiar with. With Powell, I'm not, I don't. To my knowledge, I've never been through Powell, Tennessee. Eh. Uh, they're coming off a really, really good year, um, but you know they they do have some some areas of concern uh, with their uh, skill positions. I'm going to stay true to the mid state here, and I'm going beach.
0: Okay, right out of the gate, we're going to split it. Wow. I'm, I'm going to go with Pal being at home in this situation. This should be a really good game, really close game, I think. I think Powell is going to win a close one. If it was at Beach, I might lean the other way. I just think home field advantage will be enough to to give it to Pal this time.
1: I, I, I understand that, and I understand exactly where you're coming from. Yeah, just, just... There's
0: so many unknowns that you really, you really can't predict a matchup like this with 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 a clear, I can't with a clear mind. Honestly, oh, oh,
1: I can't either. That's why I'm going with my. That's why I'm going with the known quantity.
0: Oh, I know beach. Well, we're gonna butt heads right out of the gate, so you know. Eh, yep. That's fine. <laughs> uh, another game that we're going to cover this week: the Battle of Eight Forty Fairview at Page. This one was a blowout last season, but it doesn't seem like that on paper now with the way Fairview finished out last year.
1: No, I, I think this is going to be a, a very, very close game. Uh, truthfully, you know, both teams are, you know, have uh, things they're trying to place. They're, you know, nobody's had an offseason, so you really don't know where you are until you actually lace them up and and hear the whistle. Uh, it's going to be Ryan Rutland against Logan Nardozzi. I mean, that's that's going to be a. a I think it's going to be a running game. I honestly do, but uh, right now. You know, you took the home team last, you know, last game. I'm going home team this time. I'm taking page.
0: Yeah, this it's a pretty good rivalry, just from a a competitive standpoint. Last year, notwithstanding, but uh, I think Fairview gives them a pretty good fight. But I do think Page may have a little too much for Fairview in this one. Now, I'm going to stick with with the Patriots on this one and and go with a home team again.
1: Yeah. I don't I, I, I can see this
0: um, it's a game you'll be at as well
1: yeah I'm, I'm looking I'm looking so forward to that because you uh, you know unfortunately you know it's you know it is what it is I don't get all the pomp and circumstance that you got last year uh, uh, in, a,
0: in a limited schedule
1: exactly but uh, I am it, it's football it's page I'm looking forward to seeing these teams play I've never been there
0: it's a good environment though I, I really uh, did enjoy it the, the two times I went out there last season
1: and you know me if it's a I'm all about going somewhere new and seeing uh, how football is done
0: um, it's unfortunate that we're not going to have a, a lot of the, like the concessions being up full board because they've got a good one over, over there well, that's okay it just means I have to come back now if there are food trucks over there you may be in luck yeah
1: <laughs> I, we'll you, see you know me so well well
0: I, you've <laughs> talked about it a lot so i, I well that's because I, you brought it up <laughs> I, I know i know i know but it uh, should be a good one and well, you should be you're going to a good facility for it and uh, yeah. should be a decent atmosphere too
1: yes videographer Annette will be uh we be looking forward to
0: that yeah yeah on to our next one friendship christian at Trousdale county this one last year went to the yellow jackets they shut out friendship 14 nothing in the opener one year ago, this yeah. one now going to the Creek Bank, which isn't an easy place to win to begin with.
1: Yeah, it's another one of those games where if you do, you really want to win in the regular season?
0: <laughs> well, yeah. the, these two teams won't see each other, thankfully, so in yeah. the postseason. So. That,
1: that's true, but, I mean, it just seems like, you know, they bounce back and forth. Uh, you know, I think it's time for friendship to steal one here. I think I do. I honestly think it's it's time they have a loaded team, and I know Trousdale is good. I just think it's time, and I have a feeling that we're going to split on this.
0: You are, you are correct, sir, because I took Trousdale County in this game last year. They proved me right. I'm going to stick with what works. I'm taking the Yellow Jackets again. I think Cameron Rankins has a big game to start his senior year, and you know, I think the Yellow Jackets get off on the right foot at home.
1: I think regardless who uh it's going to be close.
0: Yeah, yeah, probably close and low scoring too. Yeah,
1: that I yeah, and and when if we uh when we get into you know looking at scores or what we think.
0: Well, yeah, we'll see.
1: We'll see how how we compare.
0: Gallatin visits Lebanon in a rematch of of last year's opener. Gallatin won at home and you know some changes on both sides, some unknowns for both teams. Well, I mean, Gallatin could pretty much
1: field like three teams right now <laughs> with, the, with the, the, all the depth that they have. Um, they're loaded, uh, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Um, yeah, Lebanon has DeQuante Shannon. And, yep. and when, whenever you have a, a player like that, you've got a good chance to win. But it just depends on if Gallatin can make Lebanon one-dimensional, make them throw the ball. And can Lebanon be effective doing that? I think that's
0: going to be the big question. I think my key for this game is Gallatin. You know, can they be more than one-dimensional? Because last year it was so much on the shoulders of Spencer Briggs that the passing game was almost an afterthought. Now they've got Mason Stanley, a quarterback, and I'm, I'm interested to see him throw it for the first time in a Gallatin uniform.
1: Yeah, you're right. I mean, we really don't know what they've got uh, right now. Uh, the, uh, so, and again, you know, with a limited uh, off-season. You know. But that being said, maybe I should make you go first.
0: I'll go first, and I'll break my home team trend for this. And I'm going to take Gallatin in a close one here. Just, just, you know, it's tough, but I think Gallatin will, will win at Lebanon.
1: I, I agree. I think that it's going to be Gallatin's game.
0: Another one that just came together on short notice, Lipscomb Academy visits Brentwood Academy. Uh, in a very high-profile matchup when you've got Trent Dilfer's kids going to B.A. And this could be a really fast game on the turf there.
1: I I honestly think this is a track meet. I I agree with you. Uh, Both of these teams are just loaded uh, offensively. That being said, Brentwood Academy has a lot up front. They've got a a lot of power up front. I think it's going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be close for a while, but I think Brentwood Academy ends up winning this.
0: And I think you're right on that one. Uh, I'm taking BA two, probably pulling away by a couple scores.
1: We sound like we're on the same page there.
0: That's rare. (laughs) Yeah. So
1: so we're going to move over to Macon County and Smith County.
0: Yeah, and this is a game that traditionally has been a problem for Macon County just because it's a rivalry game for them. And – Last year it was low scoring. Smith County got an interception late to seal a thirteen to nine victory. I think it's going to be a defensive game again, and to me, I think that favors Macon County if it is because the strength of this team is going to be their defense. I agree. Defensively,
1: Macon County has is, is that is what they've got going right now. Um, but do, you know the the problem is is can Macon County score? Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's going to be the big the big question because they you know they have a new quarterback coming in, um, that's good to me is the big thing. I think that this is really going to be a hard fought game. I mean, if it makes it out of single digits, yeah, you know it. I wouldn't be surprised if it didn't. Let me put it that way. But I think that this one goes to Smith County.
0: Okay, so you're taking the home team on this one. I can't blame you there. I think it will make it out of single digits. I. Don't know if they'll they, – I don't think it'll get close to the 30s, though, for either team just because of the way that these two, especially Macon County, wanting to grind it out on the ground yeah, and bring in a new quarterback. You know, it was low scoring last year. I think it's going to be the same way again. The trouble with Macon County in this game and the one they'll have next week at Westmoreland is it's in their head too much that they have a problem with it being a rivalry game and it, it means too much to their season to lose it when it shouldn't matter because it's not a region game. Right. And that affects them. Can this team mentally be ready and get over that hump and beat Smith County? If they can, it'll be a good year. If not, we'll see. I'm going to take Macon County. It's a little bit of a homer pick, I guess, but I'm taking the Tigers in this one on the road to to hope to hope maybe start what could be a really good season for them.
1: I, I don't blame you there. I mean, that, that's a tough game.
0: Uh, apologies to Smith County. I will see you guys in week two. Please don't hurt me hurting <laughs> just a little bit uh, uh no, no no another <laughs> another good rivalry game summit and independence the border battle in williamson county summit stunned independence last year but they're not sneaking up on them this time
1: no but uh you got those the wiley wade boys yep uh for summit and uh you know can they continue i mean last year it started kind of slow and then, boy, they got on a roll. Yeah. Can they continue that? I think uh, Coach Coleman, uh, when we talked with him, I, I think these guys really know what it takes now to be successful. Independence—they got a new quarterback, Jackson
0: they're, they're, Campbell. Yeah, a kid that I want to see throw it.
1: Yeah. I, so, I think that I'm I'm going to go with Summit because it's hard for me to 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 go against the the Wade. I, I'll put it this way. I'm sure those guys have been practicing together, <laughs> together all summer long. They
0: have an advantage of being in the same household. It's a little different for, for most people.
1: Exactly. And, you know, familiarity. Uh,
0: yeah. You know. Yeah.
1: So, I, yeah, I'm going to go with the Spartans here.
0: Those, those two should not fumble the handoff all year long with as much practice time as they will have doing it. Oh, no, they shouldn't. They shouldn't. because They, should. they And they, they'll be ready to go. I mean, I have no doubt that they're itching to, to get after it. No, this should be a, a pretty – High-scoring game, by all accounts, just with the quarterbacks in it and the way they throw it. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Summit here, too. I think you know, maybe it's a 7- to 10-point game, but I can see both teams getting in the 30s here. Yeah, oh, absolutely. We continue the trend of, of games that were just thrown together recently. CPA goes to Riverdale, and you know it's not ECS like they were going to try to play, but uh, this is a good opener for CPA and Ingle Martin's bunch.
1: It is, it is, and this is an incredibly hard game for me to pick. Uh, maybe not for you, but definitely is for me. I think this game is a little closer than a lot of people might think. Depending on who you think's gonna, just from what I've seen, certain, yeah, you know, people talk about, yeah, you know, and I looked at this and CPA is absolutely loaded offensively, right? But they've got to go to Riverdale,
0: yeah,
1: uh, Rutherford County six A team. I think it may be a little bit of an upset, but I'm going with the home team here.
0: Okay. All right. Scott's taking the Warriors here. And it's a chance for them to make a really big statement by beating a very good football team. Defensively, Riverdale's going to keep themselves in the game just on that half of the football. But I don't know offensively if they can keep up. Yeah, CPA can put points up. You've got Cade Law and Tyler Reed basically handling things on the offensive side. There's not a lot of teams that can stay with them. This is close for a while, but I think CPA pulls away by a couple of scores, and the Lions come out of there with a win.
1: Yeah, you're going to find out. We're going to find out really quickly if Jamison Holcomb is is ready for primetime.
0: Yep, for sure, for sure. JP2 heads to Smyrna in another game that was recently rescheduled. And this one, for a number of reasons, could could see some points put up.
1: Yeah, yeah, I JP two's got, uh, they've got the offense. Uh, but Smyrna, Smyrna's got a tough defense. I I really have wavered on this and wavered on this, and I've and and as of this moment right now,
0: when it's time to make a pick,
1: when it's time to make a pick, I I haven't got a pick, but <laughs> uh, but I'm gonna make one. All right, I uh, because I think this is a two point game, and I think that Zion Rucker and Jaden Marrable, defensive players are going to come up big. I'm taking the Bulldogs.
0: Ooh. Staying with Brotherford Rutherford County team. Okay, I like it. I like it. It's bold. And I'm not going to make the bullpeg. pick. I'm taking JP2 in this one, and Antoine Roberts and Sawyer Watts in a game that the Knights can put up a lot of points. If they get in the 40s, I won't be shocked, and that's not a slight in Smyrna. It's just how powerful that offense can be when they're going.
1: Yeah, and – and and part of it, I guess, is my slant towards this early in the season. I think defenses are a lot easier. Uh, I think it's a lot easier to play defense than it is offense, and that's part of the reason I'm leaning that way.
0: I think so, too. But when you have a running back who can control things like Roberts can, points are going to be a little easier to come by than necessarily the passing game when you don't quite have your timing completely down yet. So. Running offenses are are in better shape, I think, than than passing offenses. So, that's kind of why I'm leaning toward the Knights, and I think they can put up a lot of points.
1: I see that. I I, I agree with that.
0: Yeah. Now we get to our game of the week, and and one that I'm going to be pretty excited about visiting. Stewart's Creek at Mount Juliet, a rematch of last year's upset by the Red Hawks. But now they've got to go to the Bear Den and try to replicate that upset win. Mount Juliet's got a lot of seniors and a lot of leadership coming back. Although Ben Caldwell has some familiarity being Stewart's Creek's defensive coordinator last year, this seems like a tough tough assignment to draw in week one.
1: Yeah, I, I, it is. And, uh, you know, I just think that Mount Juliet is loaded. I, I honestly do. And I think that um, – I think this game is close at least through the third quarter and then I think Mount Juliet pulls away. I'm going to go with with uh, Mount Juliet here.
0: Yeah, I kind of I kind of see that formula working out too. and can Stewart's Creek control things in the in the first half and and not make mistakes and stay in it. Absolutely. They'll have to keep that up through four quarters if they want to win this game and I think Mount Juliet may have a little too much. And I'm going to take the Golden Bears to to take a week one victory at home on TV and We'll see exactly how things play out Friday night as week one is finally here.
1: So, so you want me to recap? Go for it. Okay. Beach, Powell, Scott takes Beach, Chris takes Powell. Fairview at Page, we both took Page. That's one we agreed on. We yeah. only agreed on four games out of the ten. Uh, yeah. Um Friendship Christian at Trousdale, I took Friendship Christian. You took Trousdale County. Uh, I take that back. We agreed on five because we agreed on Galton at Lebanon. Yeah. Uh, we also agreed on Brentwood uh, at home against Lipscomb Brentwood Academy. Academy
0: over Lipscomb Academy. Yeah.
1: Um, we disagreed. Uh, you took Macon County. I take uh, the home team Smith County. We both agreed on Summit over Independence. Uh, I took Riverdale, and you took CPA. Mm-hmm. Uh, you took. Uh, John, uh, PJP, I took Smyrna, and then we both agreed on Mount Juliet. Okay. So, um, wow, that's a lot of difference there, Chris. We hey. could, uh, we could find ourselves. Somebody could find themselves in a tremendous hole.
0: Possibly, or it, could, or it could be one game apart, like it was most of the year last year. Yeah, like I said,
1: I think the, the I think the only reason I won, in all honesty, uh, last year was because I just happened to have one late
0: pot. <laughs> I mean, hey.
1: <laughs> I, I can't even remember. That's, that's I it's been,
0: it's been a while. It's been a while since we've done this. And it's been a while since we've seen football. So
1: That's true. I, I'm still trying to figure out what kind of uh, devious punishment we should have for whichever the lose, person who loses is. You
0: can think about that for a while and just I, understand what you're willing to accept.
1: <laughs> that is exactly why I'm thinking on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no no because I know I know what my threshold is. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh man, it's fun talking football again. Oh my I'm gosh. I'm ready for it. I know a lot of you listening are too and if you're listening, thank you for for joining us for our show for week 1. It's here and we're ready to go. When you get to the game, enjoy the experience even though it might be a little different than years past. It's still football.
1: I was going to say The experience may change, but the game is still the same.
0: So, thanks for joining us. For Scott Burton, I'm Chris Brooks. This is the 615 Preps Podcast, and we'll catch you next week.
1: 615 Preps Podcast is a production of b Square Media, LLC.